But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. My name's Cody Ryan. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Bobby Generate. Bobby, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. No complaints here, really. Well, a couple, but we'll get to them. Yeah, plenty of complaints. Um, yeah, I mean, we're a mental health podcast. If we didn't have complaints, I feel like that would just be a, a real rip-off to the audience. So That's really true. People tune in every week to uh, hear about our problems. <laughs> we're we're like... It's like coming to Festivus as an outside observer. We're we're um, five decades early into turning into the oh hello guys. <laughs> That's our future. Oh hello. Who do you want to be? Um, George I think Shane I'll be, Gleagland? I'll be uh, Bill Hader. Bill Hader's not in that. I know that was a joke. Okay, great. Bill Hader uh, one time went went on County Bang Bang, another podcast, and uh, completely refused to play Would You Rather and just kept like answering i think he rocks suck man you <laughs> <laughs> ruined the game no we're not here to talk about other podcasts we're we're actually here to talk about kind of something that is a return to normalcy something a, a little bit odd you know in this day and age and that's offices what an exciting topic shockingly actually true yeah in real life <laughs> i'm all i also got a printer this week that has nothing to do with the office and god damn it i needed it for like two things I just hate printers, but that's one thing I've been missing from the office is that I used to always just like print shit out there, or, like scan things that I needed. That's true. And I was missing that. Can so you always just go to FedEx or I just never like needed to do that though, because I was just like always in the office and it was right there. So But the reason why we wanted to talk about that is because both of us have had an opportunity this week to Turn to the office, and it is under different Which, circumstances. But I don't think either of us would have thought of go back to the office to work as an opportunity. You know, eighteen months ago, more than eighteen months ago. It's so hard to even think of how long this has gone at this point. Let me think. Eighteen months ago would have been Jan- February. Yeah. So yeah, eighteen months ago, I don't think either of us would have thought of that as an opportunity. We would have thought of it <laughs> as a punishment from a job that had been really good. But no, I. I'm very much feeling like it's actually a nice opportunity. Yeah. So I had to go into the office because, you know, anytime you start a new job, the first thing they ask you to do is like fill out some paperwork and they ask you to basically prove who you are, either a license in your like social security card or passport. Like come they, into a little cup. Yeah. Come into a little cup. They got the list A, the list B and the list come, you know, that one. It's, you need a combo of list B, list come or just the list A. Well, if you're a criminal, uh, they take the cum because they're like, this is in the database, so we can compare this. Yeah, and they uh, reverse spin it so that no children will come out bad. They it, Just in case someone accidentally uses it, they'll that's come exa- out reverse. That's exactly right, Cody. Yeah, out of your butt. Um, anyway, so I had to go to the office because they uh, were able to do, oh, like, I'm assuming they did the same thing with you, Bobby. Starting over the pandemic, 
they had this, I guess, temporary authorization to um, do the verification virtually. So that, I don't know, maybe you went to the office. I know some people went into an office for one day and did their, like, onboarding. I'm thinking about it. I don't think I ever had to do that. So you maybe you didn't even need to do that yet because they're still under, like... Because, like, my company might have just did it and that was, like, a, so they could hold over. Maybe it's, like, something about new I think, hires now. I think they let us use, like, a scanning app. Yeah, I also... But I also... passport or whatever. Yeah, I also joined really early in the pandemic where, like, that stuff wasn't considered yet, really. So I just had a temporary authorization, I guess, and you guys figured it out. So I had to go to the office, show my passport again. Not a big deal. But before I had even, like gone to the office i hadn't even met any of my coworkers or anything like that i'm assuming similar for you yeah i i went into the uh not our office i went to a client meeting and met uh, a couple of my coworkers, and one was like five inches taller than i thought he'd be and one <laughs> was like four inches smaller and way skinnier i was like geez. i completely forgot that people can be different heights Oh, yeah. Then you expect them to be on Zoom. I think I said this on another episode, but it's I was like, told I was if tall. you haven't if you haven't I'm been five ten. If you haven't been into the office yet, like keep in mind that people are going to be different sizes than you expect. And it's yeah. gonna be weird. Definitely judge people's sizes. It's like going sizes. on a Tinder date. When you go into the office, go up to people and tell them you're definitely a different size than I expected. They, that'll go over really well. That's a good well, icebreaker. I, I did tell like one guy that he was taller than I expected, but if it's like that means you're tall. Then that's oh, I could talk about this guy being taller, but I can't talk about how I thought you had a luscious booty sitting in that seat, Bobby, when you were talking to me on that meeting. Well, you were right, though. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, I can't say a lot. Anyway, um, no, but yeah, I, I actually was supposed to have lunch with my boss in Philadelphia. And um, so this was when, you know, there was still a possibility that I, I could have had COVID, um, obviously, because vaccines weren't available yet. And we were going out to lunch, and um, just like that day, I wasn't feeling very good. And then I started feeling really hot, and I was sweating, and I felt like I was like gonna puke just because I was just like a little nauseous, and I couldn't stop sweating. And I go to the restaurant, I try to go to the bathroom, clean myself up, and I just had to go to my boss. I'm like, I, I can't stay. I'm sorry. I feel so bad. I apologize like a billion times. She said, no big deal. She didn't mind. Uh, I still feel bad about it. I went home and, you know, a bunch of people told me, oh, you had a panic attack. You haven't seen anybody in a while. And I'm like, okay, I, I deal with mental health a lot. I don't know it. I'm not a fucking therapist. It's like, I think I know why I'm having a panic attack. What I was panicking about was sweating so much. So maybe. But that didn't start the panic attack. Well, what I found out later was the medication I was taking that I was told to take with medicine. If you don't, or take with food. You don't take that with food, it just blows your stomach up to pieces. And I didn't know that until like a couple like weeks later. I had another day where I didn't eat. But the only time I did the only reason I didn't eat before was we were going to El Vez, man. I wanted to yeah. get some really good food. Get some freaking elote, get some guac. Oh the guac there. But yeah, so I, I that was like my first time seeing my boss for seconds, but I got to go in the office and actually see her in person and see uh, my other coworker that I've talked to more than anybody at the company and it's the first time I actually see her. So it was kind of like, you know, for me, they were probably the, the sizes I expected, uh, different than you, but... Uh, okay. Well, you're kind of undermining me here in front of the audience, so I don't well, know how I feel about that. I just... 
One was a little shorter than I thought, okay? Thank you. God, that's all I asked. One was could, really you could have lied from the beginning. Well, she was a little short. Uh, I just want to get fired. You know, talk about people. So <laughs> What's their chase. full name and address? And where do you work? I'm not going to do that until the lawsuit comes out and I can just tweet the picture. All right, fair enough. Anyway, um, so let's talk about our specific experiences, though, because mine turned into a comedy of errors, but it sounds like you had quite a pleasant experience. I actually have. Uh, like I said, back in uh, January of last year, I would have thought have, being expected to occasionally come into the office when you can otherwise work from home would have been you know, a step down from just working from home all the time. But because uh, of my ADHD, and yes, undiagnosed. I'm, yeah, no, it, is, it was diagnosed years ago. Pre-diagnosed. When, when I was in high school, or no, when I was in grade school, like sixth or seventh grade, I was diagnosed with ADHD and given a uh, thirty milligram Adderall prescription every day, which Probably I was taking, which I was taking when I was twelve years old. Which, if you've taken it as a full-grown adult, you know that's quite a lot. Yeah, um, that that's like exactly like what happened when um I told somebody I take clonopin four times a day, and they're like, "What well, the Christ, man? They gave me that for sleep. I take one." I was like, oh, "Fuck." <laughs> Where's the exact opposite person? I, I have <laughs> endless anxiety, so I could take all the clonopin I needed, but you had endless um, unfocus. Yes. Well, I stopped taking it because I hated how it made me feel. Because I was, I guess now, because I was taking fucking thirty milligrams of it a day. Uh, even when I was in high school and I weighed like 170 pounds, it was still way too fucking much. So I uh, stopped taking it. I started selling it to my friends who were studying or taking the SATs. Um, and then I never, you know, got it refilled, sort of. And then 12 years or so pass, 12, 13 years pass, and I need it again. I, I needed it the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> I might not have had an extra X amount of student loans of a fifth year of college if I had it the entire time. Uh, but I need it again. And I don't have it. And I'm now working from home full time. So this leads to me uh, not being quite as productive at my job as I would like to be. I so I start going back into the office and now there's not only... Uh, a, a strictly work environment for me to go to. There's also, you know, the peer pressure of everyone around also doing work and me having to be like, okay, I can't really chill out that much. Uh, so I'm getting like three, four times as much work done. And I don't know. It, it feels good to actually be like pretty productive. Um, more importantly, it feels good to have the structure. I'm, it's, it's optional for us, but I'm going in um, every day that I can. Uh, there have been lapses that we might talk about later, but uh, it feels good to have the structure where you get up, you know, you have to actually get ready, you go in. Like We talked on the episode with our friend Swelly about, you know, putting on khakis or some sort of work thing or making the bed to get yourself in work mode. Actually, going into the office uh, works a lot better than that. Yeah, especially if you just wear whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And, and my, my company did, um like... Just basically dress for what you need to dress for. Like, don't be a dumbass. Like, we can wear shorts, I think, even. It's just like, don't go meet with some, you know, really high up person wearing your shorts and your flip-flops, honestly. Yeah. Like, but I, I went to the office and it, it was very um, kind of barren because we weren't doing, like, you know, a bunch of people coming back in. It was 
you would yeah. sign up and anybody who worked there already could sign up for these days. And I was obligated to pick a like specific slot. So I picked this slot. Hey, hey let's go. Hey. Um, That's what it's like being a uh, married man. Yeah. You got to know. Um, but no, so I had to pick this one, like day and um, this is where... Let's say time frame so that I don't keep making juvenile jokes. Yeah. Anyway, this time frame. And I basically had a comedy of errors, but even I in the moment kind of enjoyed, you know, going back to the office because I do find at home sometimes I'm even anxious at the times that I might be in the office and would have taken a break or like literally walk down to the street to go get a drink and maybe something to eat. I'm like thinking, I can't be away from my, like no one can see me yellow. Like I can't run to the corner store because what if someone needs me that second? And it, it's given me more anxiety. I had to, sorry to interrupt you. I just remembered I had to do that uh, two days ago. I had to uh, run out for a bit. Well, everyone saw the more embarrassing part first. Every Anyone that knows me or is a regular listener knows that I have a fucked up shoulder. So I was in the office uh, Tuesday morning and I was just like kind of sh- doing a normal stretch. Oh no. And it fucking popped. And I just go, oh fuck, oh no. And there's there's one kid sitting right behind me. <laughs> Everyone else is in a meeting yeah. or like on a call in their office because it's like a couple higher up guys and then yeah, there's yeah. a client unfortunately in the office but they're in the meeting room yeah and i he's like can i help you can i help you i'm like no 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 i got it and i like got it back in and i'm just like wandering around the office looking for someone who's not in a meeting to be like do you have 17 leaves <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like on a call so i'm like i just had to run out to write aid for a bit and like grab one and then i came back and a couple guys were like dude what the fuck they're like, you hit your shoulder. I was like, I had a tragic slip and slide accident in college. So it pops out sometimes. It just pops out. And they're like, okay. It's, they're like, you can obviously run out to right aid whenever you need to. But Yeah. My my clavicle's still not back in place. I just moved that thing around. I started looking at uh, my health insurance plan more to figure out how much it would cost. And uh, I just... You know, having never had any sort of comfort monetarily until the last, like, two years, I'm just still like, I'm never getting this fixed, so I'm not going to yeah. bother. And I, I feel the same way about certain things that, like, I've dealt with. But um, my return to the office should have been easy. It should, it should have been a nice, fine day, leave yeah. early. You should have just slid lunch. into that slot. Yeah, I really wish you'd stop talking. Nice but... and easy. <laughs> But basically, I got a, a very generous offer from my girlfriend to drive me into the office on the first day of school. And uh, we'll get more back to her. She's got a whole side story in this one. I'm not usually a side story guy. You got a B-plot? We got a B-plot. I might start writing now just because I understand what a B-plot is. Um, no. So she drops me off, though. I go inside and... Um, you know, like the HR person comes and I already know the HR person because I've been at the company long enough. Like the reality is I joined the company in April, 2020 and we're sitting here August, 2021. So I've been there for like over a year at this point. I've met pretty much everybody virtually and stuff, except these like, 
I'm sitting next to a co-op and a completely new hire. And uh, they're asking me some questions that I'm like, yeah, blah, blah. That they're asking me some questions like, that would seem like something I would know, but nope. Um, but we, we go through like this little tour. It's, an, it's a nice little office. But we didn't even really go to that many floors because people weren't there. And we saw some like cool little things and they got our badges ready. Um, they left a loaner laptop for me because I had always had this problem with my camera that was blurry. So had to, at the end of the day, I took the loaner laptop and I gave him my laptop. Um, and we went to lunch. That was great. And I'm leaving and I'm like, do I want to go take an Uber just cause you know, like it's my only day I'm really in now nah, I'll take, take the subway. Take the subway is actually fine. Like it was pretty quick, easy, you know, cool. Uh, get home and I'm like, I just feel like I'm missing something here. Like, just something just seems off. And I'm like, did I need to log into this laptop in the office? Because sometimes you have to do that. And I'm yeah, like... for the VPN. But I'm like, no, no, because I started virtually. There's no way that that would have to be the... No, so I did have to do that. Um, so Tuesday morning was Ubering to the office. So I could log the fuck in for a minute and go home. <laughs> that is horrible. Yeah. I, I would have just... Well, I guess you had to sign up for it, right? I would have just stayed in My, if I had to go in at all, at I, least until lunch. I was about to even just stay in, but like I was wearing flip flops, and I because I was in a panic and a rush, and I was just like, I if I was wearing like real shoes, it'd be different. But something about flip flops, like just the off chance somebody sees me, and then makes me look really bad. Yeah, I know what you mean. You have really long toenails. I've been clipping them lately. No, they're really long. Like you could scratch. Yeah, but probably something a foot away from you. They're cool patterns. One of them's got like the S sign that we used to draw in middle school. That's true. You do know that toenail artist. Yeah, I mean, I'm on I'm on a new street, and you know, there's tattoo artists, toenail artists, uh, Toe Jam and Earl. My name is Earl. Um, and then I got a great mustache, just like him. Anyway, and a haircut. But yeah, so I went to the office, had a pretty good day was like, am I an idiot? Yes, I was. Um, one email that I got, it was buried at the very bottom, but like it was already like the day before I was supposed to get it. And then I got like sass from that person on something else. And I was like, this is so stupid. Like, you guys did not help me at all. <laughs> but everything's fine. But then the B story was, it was raining a little bit when we were going there. So you turn on your lights when you, you know, start in the rain. She forgot to turn off her headlights, drained her battery, AAA came out, had to get a new battery, 250 bucks. Ooh, and AAA's batteries are notoriously bad. Yeah, so, but you gotta take it. Yeah, I guess she had to, she had to go, she had to be at work the next day. That sucks. That's such a waste of 250 bucks. I know, but, you know, when they got your, your balls in a vice like that. Yeah. But, but that doesn't that doesn't ruin my complete thought of the office. I just thought that was funny that my one time back, if I was already in the office a lot, I wouldn't have asked my girlfriend for that ride. I wouldn't have, um, you know, had the issue with the loaner computer because I would have just been in the office the next day or went, oh, man, I guess I have to work from the office today. But... That's also not going to be reality again. So I don't know if I am like, 
I definitely think I'm going to enjoy my days in the office because I can get more done. But I don't think I could ever be a full-time office person again. And it sounds like you would probably be back to more of a model of what we were pre-pandemic of. You are an office person who just works from home every once in a while. Yeah, I think um, just sort of out of necessity. Um, maybe if I... Uh, do end up getting back on Adderall. I'd be able to be more successful working from home. But I I sort of do think that I need um, the different environment and, like I said, the peer pressure, real or not, the felt peer pressure um, of, of people being around to make sure that I'm, like, really working as much as I need to. And what was I about to say? Sorry, I got distracted. Well, I mean, there's just structure. It's it's structure. Yes, there is structure. And um, another thing that's going to be adding structure to my life is that I think I'm going to be going back to therapy. Well, everyone clap. Yeah, and you mentioned potentially Adderall because you did pre-diagnose yourself before. No, I didn't. I was normal diagnosed. What is normal diagnosed? Do I diagnose like anyone else gets diagnosed? I was water type diagnosed. Okay. <laughs> annoying but yeah regardless um oh god <laughs> did you hand so, this to me just to make me groan on the podcast or do you want to talk about i thought it? we might pivot to it later okay yeah we have to, yeah we can't talk about it this second because it'd be too jarring but we actually <laughs> have to touch on it <laughs> um so as far as me going back to therapy uh, i was down the shore this weekend which was nice for the first time in a while. And uh, Sunday before we came back, I went to the bar to watch the, um, I think, Chelsea Man City game. Whatever. Whatever EPL game was on. And I was, it was a good one, so I was like, I'll go down and watch it. And I well, came Macca, back. I guess. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> and uh, I came back with my mom and uh, she and my fiance and my dad went out to dinner and I had a couple drinks there and then I got home. And um, throughout the night, I smoked, like, way too much off the vape. And I woke up, like, really disoriented, and it was annoying and embarrassing um, for to be like that in front of my fiancé just on a Sunday night when I wasn't doing anything. Uh, so I'm going to go back to therapy to examine why it is that I have this need to overdo it on substances. Yeah. So, uh, all my previous brags about being normal and the regular one are out the window now. Yeah, I'm really proud of you as I become normal. Uh, no, but I think that's even, you know, something I've dealt with in the past of, like, I know my family has a, a history of addiction. I've never had a vice specifically until I started smoking weed, which, as far as most things go, is a lot more harmless than, you know, drinking, but I remember even drinking, you know, I was like, this is my last drink, I'm like, wouldn't you feel better with another one, though? Like, but those were just mindsets I was in at the time, and then, like, I literally was like, oh, I shouldn't drink anymore, and I just didn't. So I, I knew, for me, like, I didn't have necessarily the problems that other family members had, but there is a concern when you're like, yeah, I, I, I'm just never going to have enough. And that's where people go, that's, you know, that's the um, gateway, you know, it's like, the, but the reality is it, 
it's different for all of us, I think. And we, we've kind of talked about it too, where it's, I can't tell you anybody's drug journey, but a lot of people who are doing drugs are trying to numb pain and they're not chasing highs because they're like, weed high is fun. Is there something better? Some are, but those are also personality traits of those people. It's not the drugs doing it. Yeah. And, um, I, I like to drink. This is not a surprise to anyone, (laughs) but part of why I was in a two, we were supposed to record a couple days ago and I was in a, a really bad headspace ever this happened on Sunday. And part of the reason that I was in a bad headspace is because my cousin who's been to rehab a couple times for uh, opiates, um, he's married. He has a, a, a son who's about one and a half at this point. He is back um, in treatment now for alcohol. And this is my cousin who was my hero growing up. He was, you know, the, the sports star. He, um, you know, played football at an Ivy League school. He probably could have gone D1 if he hadn't, like, you know, D1, FBS, whatever, if he hadn't um, gotten injured before his senior year of high school. So he had been the guy that I looked up to since I can remember. And my mom told me this, you know, a couple hours before we went out to dinner. And this as you can tell, it's really affected me. And it seems that my way of coping with this was to have one too many drinks and smoke way too much weed, which is not the way to cope with that particular news. And so the fact that this happened after that happened, after I found that out, is why I think that I need to go back to therapy. Because if I'm using that as... And usually when I'm like, you know getting drunk or whatever. I I don't think I'm using it as a coping mechanism. I think I'm just having fun and I think it's usually fine. But the fact that I, at at this point was using, you know, um, a little bit of alcohol and drugs as a coping mechanism is why I think that I need, I have some stuff to examine. And, uh, I say this not, well, you know, (laughs) I probably wouldn't say this if I wasn't on a mental health podcast. But I don't just say Yeah, this. my therapist warned me about this. If people say more shit than they mean to on podcasts. I don't I don't say this um, you know, as content or anything like this. I I say this in case any anyone content. listening just as Cody does and just as all of our guests does, in case anyone listening can relate to this sort of, you know, small break or like see something of this in themselves before they embarrass themselves and like really piss their fiancés off. Um, so that they can it, maybe admit that they're not as normal or regular as they think that they are. Well, Bobby, we've joked about normal and stuff like that, but I think you just need to throw these labels out. You're Bobby. Um, and I'm yeah. not saying that well, to be like a even just supportive friend, but I mean that in the sense like you're a different person, but what you're going through, I've, I've had a moment like this and course i'm always trying to one-up you with my stories um but this is not one of those moments where i'm like people think cody must just always be lying and like coming up with shit but i have a mom and a brother story so which one would you like first <laughs> um let's take the mom one that's uh, a crowd pleaser i remember visiting my mom at a rehab center 
and maybe I don't remember completely correctly, but it kind of reminds me of um, a show that we both like, Legion, when he's in that just all white room, because I was basically in a visit room, mm-hmm. and I remember I was already like in the room, and I see her face through the window, and you know that for me that's just my mom and she wasn't living with us at that point i've always had a difficult relationship with my mother but it's a very uh odd thing to to think that your mother's in the rehab center and you're visiting her for that and then it muddies with like other memories of like hospitalizations that might be you know completely benign and stuff like that but then fast forward to college her alcoholism put this fear of alcohol into me, but I couldn't resist the peer pressure. And the reality was I was creating the problem because I had a mental block about alcohol, but I would drink and I would get upset and I would, um, basically feel like I was letting myself down. Like mom taught me this, whether she meant to or not. And then we fast forward to my sophomore year, we're going to a party and there's a girl that I like sort of blew a chance with, but always still kind of likes me and I never ever like made that up. But you know, that's me in college. You too, Bobby, we get hell laid. Literally, completely me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But basically we get to this, you know, party where we were drinking, smoking hookah, and I had a trigger that day, the same that you did. Um, wasn't a cousin, but my brother, for whatever goddamn reason, posted on Facebook he was going back to jail. And I remember thinking, it's not fair that I'm here in college drinking on a Saturday night, doing whatever the fuck I want, and he wasn't given the same opportunities as me. I felt straight guilt, and I started bawling at this party. And here's what you need to know about this party. It's not really a party. It's mostly people I went to high school with. People they made friends with in college, but there's only like 20 to 25 of us there. It's an apartment. So, yeah, cry in front of people who have crushes on you. Assert your dominance. Be a man. Yeah, man. man. It's it's tough. There's there's been times. um, Luckily, this I mean, luckily, whatever. This past time wasn't with alcohol, but there's there were two other times where I got ended up being like really drunk in a bad way, and both happened to be on the day of the same event, moralizing the same thing, and. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that should have been all I needed to know, but the, the fact that this other thing happened, now I know that there is a part of me that copes with, um, sort of tragedy, uh, or disappointment in people that I look up to, um, you know, by overdoing it with substances of one kind or another. And now I know that, um, and I will be going to therapy to address it, and I can also be conscious of it. At other times, so that if I'm, you know, at a bar having a couple of beers and I hear news like that, I can know, all right, it's time to go home. And not it's time to <laughs> pretend that I'm fine and then 
drink way too much. Yeah, and I, I think that's another thing that's important to even talk about is, you know, any therapist or, or psych is going to overall say, yeah, you probably shouldn't drink. I mean, especially if they give you medication, if you Adderall, don't drink alcohol with Adderall. You can't do that. No one's ever done that before. <laughs> um, but it's more of a thing of just like, you're not going to therapy because you're an alcoholic and that's it. It's not black and white. We all have issues with things. And some of us have varying degrees of issues with alcohol. Some of us might be branded as alcoholics or not. I mean, that's really kind of a decision you have to make for yourself. They say the first step is admitting you have a problem. So really no one's an alcoholic until they're willing to accept that. But there's also, on the flip side, one of our um, yell-at-people to go on erotica, Chris Gethard. Uh, he told a story to his therapist where he basically talks about him, like, he doesn't need to drink every day, but he gets really loaded up. And he keeps blacking out, and he keeps doing these epic things, and then blacking out, and epic things, and blacking out, epic things, and then blacking out. And there's two guys in his bedroom, and he's apparently telling a story he doesn't realize he was already telling and he's like, you guys gotta fucking go. And they're like, but finish the story. And he's like, I don't even know I was telling a story. Go. <laughs> like, he came to in the middle of a story. But, like, it's... And then his therapist said, yeah, you have a problem with alcohol. You're an alcoholic. Like, and he, he, that sounds a lot like John Mulaney's experience as well. Yeah. And embarrassing reference from my past uh, in the song Irish Celebration by Macklemore. Which has a really good beat and a, and a Macklemore rap verse over it. So Ryan Lewis did a good job, is what you're saying. Yes, Ryan Lewis did a great job. Uh, I thought that he like made the whole beat, but it turns out he took it, cobbled it together from a couple other songs. Whatever. He is very not dumb, important. Though. He says like, "I'm not gonna have a drink. I couldn't drink like a gentleman. That doesn't mean I can't make a drinking song for the rest of them." So I assume that he is. And that having the same experience that John Mulaney and Chris Gethard are having, where they don't need to drink every day but they can't control it when they do. Well, and that's even a thing of like uh, a continuation of Gethard's story in it kind of weaves into a different stand-up set, but you can tell that they're in his um, career of suicide that I recommend to anybody who has ever had thoughts of suicide. Sorry for bringing that kind of stuff up because he does look at the lighter side and looks for happiness, but he talks about, he gets asked to perform at Bonnaroo. And if you've never been to Bonnaroo, they have comedians as well as um, musicians. And somebody offers him Molly. And he likes it. He's like, this makes me feel good. And so he starts doing Molly and stuff like that. And then um, he starts buying it. And he, he finds out it, if you buy enough Molly, they give it to you in a bag, like fun dip. So like a powder, you stick your finger in and then just stick it on your tongue. Jeez. And I thought... Yeah, that's probably a thing. And I said that to my girlfriend, and she goes, yeah, my friend does that. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that friend is not in the States, though, so probably a little bit different you know, rules there. Um, yeah, Europe's way different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so, like, he talks about, like, he did so goddamn much, but nobody told him about, like, the, ha the depression hangover, which is terrible for him because he has a very bad depression. And then he goes on to basically go on like a bender summer and he was like talking about like he's having all the sex and he was like, look at me, I'm not the had a lot of sex guy, but it's like, 
that shit can take control of you. But I think people are afraid of being told that these answers, and I was, you know, I was afraid of being told I was depressed, bipolar, or anything. People are so afraid to get help for their interactions with things they care about because they're going to be told, get rid of it. And that's not true. And that can be true for a relationship. They're like, oh, I want to go and work on myself and my relationship, but I'm afraid the therapist is going to tell me to break it off. Therapists are not in the business of telling people to break off relationships. Very rare. <laughs> like, if they if they saw you literally, like, in a toxic, like, you're getting hurt situation, I think they might have, like, a moral obligation at that point. But they will, for the most part, let you work through a shitty relationship because you're not telling them how shitty it is. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say anyone's name in case I get sued, like mm-hmm. our friend uh, Kaylin's ex threatened to do. I made fun of her by not name on Twitter. But what? <laughs> y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I do love um, threatening legal action because people freeze whenever you do that. <laughs> but if you're just threatening to sue someone over something that children know you can't sue over... I think you need to shut up. <laughs> Our friend tweeted something, and I like replied to him in a way that was making fun of his ex girlfriend, but not mentioning her by name at all. And she like texted him, and was like, "I'm gonna call the police if your friends keep talking about me." And what's her name, Bobby? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I well, that's another thing that is just kind of blowing my mind as I'm thinking about all these blowing my mom like. I shouldn't use that phrase. That sounds positive. Um, it, it's perplexing me. We, we have a lot going on in the world, which I don't need to tell anybody. That's what the news is for. What? Yeah. But there definitely feels like even as I'm trying to get my structure back, go to the office, you know, make sure I'm doing all the right things. Maybe it's my anxiety. Maybe I got paranoid. But it just feels like something's just like done here like like america's just like <laughs> just dump it pull the plug like I, i'm not saying we should abolish america or anything but i'm just saying like you're not yeah but i'm just saying i don't think this is um going as well and it's scaring me so it's like it's very weird and i'm just like going and i'm like yeah capitalism and then i'm like talking to my girlfriend about my like 401k and i'm like why do i have this yeah i mean we gotta <laughs> I, there have been times, because uh, we have so many weddings um, recently, and in some cases that involves a gift, some cases it involves a hotel, in some cases it involves uh, renting a suit or whatever. There's times where I'm like a little short of money, and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't put quite as much in my 401k. <laughs> it's like, no, I gotta fucking pretend this shit is normal, man. I did reduce mine a little bit, but I was also doing a little side investing that was going well, and... Um... I was worried about the market. Shouldn't have been. I, I mean, we've talked about that enough. They, they just make it up their own rules. Yeah. <laughs> did, I, did I tell you? I didn't. Did I tell you? I forget in the Discord or not. I was hanging out with my Bitcoin friend this weekend. Oh, I did not hear that. I hadn't seen him in years. Literally, probably three years. And um, like, how's, it, how's like, he doing in Fortnite these days? <laughs> so um 
you know, like every other Bitcoin person, he's seemingly been driven even more insane by the pandemic. So he's... Um, Love that journey for him. Speaks out against the vaccine. I think that that's probably uh, branding. I think he probably has it because he has a wife and a kid. Um, but what if they're putting Bitcoin in the vaccine? Oh, I, I told him... He was like, are you stacking sats, man? And I was like, I, I put a bunch of money into a chain link. And like him and his wife looked at me and they were like staring daggers. I was like, I'm so sorry. They were like, don't fucking do that again. <laughs> like, You got to get Bitcoin, not chain. I was like, all right, whatever, dude. But I was nervous about how it would go because I am like a socialist and he's like a fucking Bitcoin extreme libertarian guy that thinks like no 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 we're we're striking down the term libertarian like there needs to be a new term for this new economy that's being made like he's like a we can call it an ivermectitarian (laughs) like uh if you offer vaccines to the door it's fascist yeah because you're like ignoring the fact that it's an offer and not forcing that style guy and I was like, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. I wonder how this is going to go. And we just fucking hit it off right away. Oh, like, no. no time had passed. It was fucking wonderful. I like, I couldn't believe how we, like, immediately just got along as though it was 15 years ago. And, like... Yeah, that's crazy considering you invested in that chain link. I know. I think that was literally, like, more than my, like, socialist and pro-government belief... Or, pro-government paying for things, not pro our current government or whatever beliefs. I think the thing that offended him more than anything was that I invested in an altcoin and not Bitcoin. Right, right. Can I ask a question about the chain link? I won't have an answer, but sure. Yeah, well, that's probably the answer I was expecting because my question was going to be, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, my uh, one cousin, not the libertarian one that i complain about but the one that i'm really close with was talking about it a while ago so i was like all right whatever i'll get this it's hard to follow with all your cousins man. <laughs> yes i know it is the one that i'm a groomsman for next weekend is that the one i know ryan yeah oh, i love him he's the best guy can you tell I... him congratulations for him <laughs> i will okay awesome shout out to him yeah. on the podcast yeah. Speaking of digital currency, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to at least talk about the thing that I showed you earlier? Um, <laughs> I, I, I I don't know what this is. <laughs> I, I literally showed it to you, and then, like, obviously we got it in a more intense conversation, and then you said, like, basically America's failing, and this is the first thing that came to my head. What I'm talking about is, of course... The uh, Martin Luther King Fortnite creative mode. Where, I don't know, what is even the deal with it? So here's what I didn't know existed, first of all, is that there's a Fortnite creative scene. Because they've just been jacking skins from things. Like, like one of the things was like Morty just did the woe in well, front of it. My understanding was that Fortnite creative was... It looked and more this like could VR. be wrong. I thought it was like sort of a practice mode. This is this was how I used it when I used to play Fortnite. It was a practice mode where you where people used it to learn how to do the fucking building that you don't have to do in any yeah. other game. I think, and this, I felt maybe it might also have become sort of a fucking Minecraft thing. Yeah, I have no clue what that was, but that came officially from that. 
So even if it is that mode, they created a room where you couldn't shoot, couldn't build. I would fucking hope not. You can just watch the Martin Luther King assassination. Sure. <laughs> um, I mean, they didn't give him guns in Fort. Oh, you're talking about that one. Um, no, the I have a dream speech played on the Lincoln Memorial steps. And then I think that's where it happened. Yeah, and he, you know, mentions Lincoln Memorial. So then there's like a live feed cam thing of like Martin Luther King. It's not even that big. Guys were just going in front of it and just like blocking it or like doing stupid things. But if it was in Halo, you... people would have been like teabagging. Bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, somebody had a video of, like, somebody had a Rick and Morty skin, and they are Morty, and they did the woe in front of Martin Luther King. It was just, like, you can't have people that look like fucking Kratos, like, going up to this Martin Luther King video with like, Morty. After Prince died, he, um, kept his, he had kept his music off every streaming service except Tidal. I think, uh, in part because Tidal was supposed to be, like, a high quote-unquote high-quality streaming site, and probably because it was, like, you know, famously not majority-owned, but partially owned by, like, Jay-Z and Black yeah. artists like that. So I remember when he died, when Prince died, I downloaded a title, um, or a title to my phone, and I started, like, my title month-free trial yeah, yeah. so I could listen to a bunch of Prince. And then after he died, now his music is getting licensed out and his vaults are getting opened by his family. And it's like, I guess they're the ones that would have say over it, but like, he clearly didn't want this. So it's like fucked up what your family can do with your legacy. People would talk about this, um, which we talked about briefly last time about the Anthony Bourdain, um, you know, AI voice thing. Yeah. But that, I mean, (laughs) I've... I have no idea what Martin Luther King Jr. would have wanted. I this now I yeah I far be it from me to say better than his family. I doubt that a guy who lost favor with Americans the last four or five years of his life for becoming socialist and was killed in Memphis during a sanitation workers union strike would have said, you know what, we should do my image and my voice and my speech to the most, like... Highest-grossing... Maybe game. the most disgustingly capitalist thing yeah. of all time, which is, like, in-game purchases for video games. Yeah, somebody paid to look like Morty, and then yeah. paid to do the woe, and they did it in front of Martin Luther King, who is not who's, alive. Who's, who's not been alive for <laughs> 50 years, and who's... I don't know what fucking member of his family got the money for that or what they're going to do. Good news. Them, everybody outside of Fortnite created took it the same way. What? Yeah. <laughs> I also did the whoa. Yeah. I was just saying, whoa. It was probably the most bizarre thing. I, I've i seen video games over the years try to do, like, gimmicks and stuff. I think for a while, like, some of the weirder stuff were, like, the crossover, like, the Burger King games. They were fun. There's always shitty movie games and stuff like that, and certain like and Fortnite has sort of put a stop to a lot of that and just absorbed it. And said, yeah. Okay. Um, there's a new Borderlands coming out. Now we're going to have a part of the map where everything looks like Borderlands. Or now you can 
look like John Wick, and there's a John Wick mode. Yeah, but, but then you look at, like, <laughs> Fortnite versus Call of Duty. Call of Duty did the Black Lives Matter thing. After was, re, it was great after they reanimated Reagan's corpse, though. That's true. In Nixon's corpse. They've only done, like, the worst presidents of those games. But at least they weren't, like, playing. And no, this they, is the joke someone made on message. Tyler's page, or that Tyler retweeted, I think. It's like, Call of Duty's going to one-up them by putting Malcolm X in more. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was hilarious. But I, I, this, I, was, this was a thing where I saw it in probably six or seven different Discord channels, and every time I was like, this has to be the hard drive, right? This has to be the onion. Yeah. It has to be something like that. It's the, like so surreal. The only thing I could think was, okay, I, I guess we are exposing a younger generation, because, I mean, Fortnite players are. The younger, you learn, uh, but younger generations suck. Also, the third, you learn about Martin Luther King Jr. in school. So unless Fortnite was being like, oh, he was a socialist, and here's like the letter from Birmingham jail, it's not exposing anyone to anything. Well, here's the thing that confused me most, which should should not be it, but my dumb brain. They they showed the video on a very small screen for whatever reason, but it's the real video in the video game. That's kind of cool, at least from just a technical perspective. They chose to create a model, though, in the tweet from Martin Luther King that I would say is generous to say is Martin Luther King. But if you're showing the real video, why why even do that? (laughs) First of all... I think they should have gone all in and made a Fortnite rendered video of it for the video that they showed. Second of all, did you see the other, um, the Florida State tweet from a couple years ago? Oh, yeah. <laughs> tweeting it's like, yeah, Florida State at Martin Luther King. like, takes Martin Luther King, but they put a receiver club on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, and it's... That's so... It's just like... That's what... That's what people... Whatever. I'm not, I don't want to say an amorphous people, but that's what... Look, the amorphous I, establishment wants you to think Martin Luther King is. He's a guy yeah. that there's a holiday about, and he's all about peace. And he's like, no, there's actually a lot more to him than that. He was a lot more controversial than that. There's he, there's reasons other than pure uh, war criminal racism that uh, John McCain was against Martin Luther King Day as a holiday. Um, yeah, I mean, like, Martin Luther King, basically, his whole thoughts on riots were like, I mean fuck around find out like that was his like he didn't say like that but he was just like there's no reason a riot would ever break out unless there was an injustice the riots responding to in their mind it would mostly be and we learned this last summer it would be a peaceful protest until the police push back and Mm -hmm. they initiate the violence yeah and then i've been talking about it a lot is uh chicago to trial seven that's the what? The trial of the Chicago Seven. The trial seven. I always do that. That's spinnerism slash dyslexia. Um, but you know, I, I think it's just it's hard to see what they were going for unless I guess you're just like the most dramatic and like um, I guess naive person. Like, because I will say Martin Luther King is a role model to me. The way they he spoke and inspired, but even really saw the truth in the fact that you can't just be smiling and happy to get these things done, but 
you know, we are not going to stoop to that level. We are just going to protect ourselves. And I could see a situation where somebody could think it's Martin Luther King. I mean, he, he, the way he talks, like anybody hears this, it's going to overwhelm them. This day and age, though, there are literally hate raids on Twitch that are targeting minority people. Fortnite, you are one of the top games shown on Twitch. How dare you time it this way? September 1st is a day that we're all staying off Twitch because they've failed to do the things to protect our fellow streamers and even the people watching who have to watch somebody be attacked doing something they love. Like, like, there's hate raids that I've seen that all the messages are, I kill blacks, I kill blacks, I kill blacks. The most disgusting things you've ever seen. And I really hope no one clips that. Damn it. Um, but... Record yourself say you're going to kill the president. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm, I'm joking. joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Anyway, uh, but it's just like, it's a, it, so many levels of where the hell was your head when you did this. But even more so, August 26th, I would just say that for Mark Luther King. And I'll tell you why. Because everybody's doing terrible shit on Martin Luther King Day. That's true. That's when the FSU tweet happened. Yes. How many people are doing things on August 26th? (laughs) Or they should have just saved it for September 11th. Wait two weeks. Yeah, you could have just gotten away with it, if anything. (laughs) Chef Boyardee is like... We We remember... (laughs) We remember SpaghettiOs. <laughs> yeah, it was the SpaghettiOs. Yeah, by ravioli. Hooters fits. And I, I do think it's very interesting that, like, this is the 20-year anniversary of, um, like, 9-11 coming up, and people are, like, worried, even though the 10-year anniversary, nothing happened that I know of. I was more worried in the 11-year anniversary and the 9-year anniversary, but... Um, he, and now the Taliban retaking... Uh, Kabul, I think people are, are more worried, but um, yeah, they're gonna put it together in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and I think you know, I I don't want people to be afraid, but I don't want to be the guy that's wrong if something does happen on um nine eleven. But I I'll say this, we will find ways to make jokes again about nine eleven. Oh yeah. Bobby made a face like, how dare you think we would not? I'll be the one that's wrong. The (laughs) Taliban is not doing shit on 9-11, 20th anniversary. Maybe maybe some right-wing people will do something, and then we'll find out six months later that they were convinced to do it by the FBI so that they could get a big bust. That's that's the most likely thing that will happen. There'll, There'll be a plot foiled, and then it'll come out later that the leader of it was like a lonely guy with like a 80 IQ and the FBI was like what, what if you did something on uh, 
9 yeah. 11 21. And most of his um, plan was based on the movie American Hustle, which is not about a terrorist attack at all. So he just had his wires crossed. Yeah. It's a, it's a guy that was like catfished by a, the first woman online that was ever nice to him. And it was the FBI. It's cat, cat be sad. Yeah, is that is that a good time to wrap it up? Yeah, you gotta wrap it up when the cat starts cat starts meowing. Cat's out of the bag. I don't keep my cat in a bag, they'd be fucked up. Anyway, Bobby, what do you wanna plug? Uh the Martin Luther King Fortnite thing. <laughs> I think it's really cool. Um people are really seeming to enjoy it. It's very educational. I think that they should uh put a bunch of Confederate statues in Fortnite so that people can get better educated. I hate Bobby. Anyway, uh, follow me at twitch.tv slash coderan. Uh, you can also follow at streamhams Twitter. And you can follow us at Neurotica the Pod, where you'll have all of our episodes dropped on there. And every once in a while, we tweet out something non-sequitur. Yeah. And uh, I am announcing now and telling Cody now that because I have less of a creative outlet without Twitter, I'm going to try to join the Twitch uh, a lot more often. Both in the chat and uh, gaming, so join yeah. us there. Yeah, we we generally would have had tonight to do it, but um, I just didn't have it in me because of work, but I do want to say that work is slowing down for me soon, so if you are a fan of the Twitch, we are going to get back at it stronger, longer, faster. Kanye yeah. saying that. Um, but now he's yay, and we can just say that Kanye was a different person than yay, and the problem solved. Didn't he? He he's legally be, before Better Faster or that was on his second album or his first Better Faster Stronger. They know it's second. Or just stronger. He at some point he tried to change his name to Mister West, right? And it just didn't hit. He had a song called Mister West, and I, he was really pushing it. I think he tried to like change his name as I don't remember Mr. legally. West. I don't. I mean, legally, no. But like, your artistic name is not your legal name. Yeah. I know. Like but he's legally to... trying to change his name, but yay. Yeah. Kanye, come on, Neurotica. We we have uh, mental health stuff to talk about with you, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about with you. Like, we might need to sit you down, man. We're your friends. Yeah. I mean, I'm, sorry, I, I'm, sorry I'm kind of your, pissed at you. But... Sorry about your divorce, brother. Come on, we'll talk it out. I mean, Chris Humphrey's divorced her. Like, that's good company. Yeah. He's been, has he been married before? Chris Humphreys? No, Kanye. I think uh, Kim no. has... I don't think Kanye is married to Amber or the no. Kim, girl he was dating. Kanye was just like he in love women. with Amber. He's still in love with Amber. I'll never be told him otherwise. He loves individual women and hates women as a whole. Yeah. That's why he killed his mom. Hey man, the album will tell you if he did it. Yes. <laughs> How I did it. <laughs> All right, Bobby, is that the last word for you? You got something else you want to add there? No, that's the last word for me. Great. Thanks for joining Neurotica. I'm Cody Ryan. Have a good night.